We're here to help you navigate your business growth with strategic conversations and insights from experts in multiple industries. Welcome to Wayfinding Growth. This episode of Wayfinding Growth is brought to you by Sprocket Talk. If you're ready to take your HubSpot experience to a whole new level, you need to join Sprocket Talk as a free VIP member. That's right, free. Tutorials, courses, training, HubSpot updates, and so much more. Head to sprockettalk.com slash WG to join the movement and get an exclusive Wayfinding Growth deal. Welcome, Wayfinders. I'm your co-host, Dan. And I'm Remington. We're glad you're here. What up, Remington? Uh, so today's episode, we get into the origin story of Impulse Creative. Uh, we started off with why you started it, get into a little bit of uh, why it matters today and some other lessons and stuff. What did you get out of today's episode and you want listeners to be sure to pay attention to? Yeah, I think, um, well, story is important. That's a theme that I've been running on all day today. Um, well, more than all day, but for, for <laughs> specifically today. Um, but I realized towards the end of that, that I haven't really shared it in depth with even my own team. So, um, what's fun is, you know, hopefully, and you can speak to this, it gives some perspective. Um, but hopefully I want listeners to understand that it's a journey and heck, it's not like it was yesterday. Um, so making sure that you remember, uh, the path that you took because it's a, it's a fun one to talk about down the road. Remember the path that you took. That's good. And remember, remember to share it. Yeah. Not share it. You know, but yeah, get it out there. You said it and at the end of the conversation, make sure your people know it. Yeah. Um, that was good. And just the discussion too, like, I, I like your proudest moment and how that taught you a lesson. I'm going to leave it there, but for people Sweet. listening, get to that proudest moment, what that was and how much, like I go, I picture myself being in that moment in your shoes mm-hmm. and what that had to feel like. And then what you learned from it. So that was really, yeah. Good. Um, yeah. Awesome. Good stuff, man. Uh, th- this this episode means that we are legal to drink. This is our twenty first episode of season <laughs> two. <laughs> so season it two, feel like that much time has passed. It doesn't. It's great. Does it? uh, season two, episode twenty one. Let's set that course for growth. Woo. Welcome, listeners, uh, to another episode, another installment of Inside Impulse Creative on Wayfinding Growth. Uh, man, these are some of. I mean, that sounds so dumb to say these are some of my favorites because so are the interviews. But like, this is a, a sure. special kind of favorite, I guess. So uh, Remington, yeah. greetings, man. Howdy. So today we're talking about uh, Impulse Creative all the way to our, what I would call maybe our origin story. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a conversation you and I talked about at one point about why you started the company and why we do what we do. And, and, and I think you even either asked or mentioned like why it still matters today. So, so yeah. that's what we're talking about today why you started impulse creative and why that still matters today. So let's, let's get into that. Let's, let's chart the course as it were. <laughs> how, how did we get here from our origin? Um, well, yesterday, cause we're an overnight success. That's um, right. Everything, Absolutely. everything was awesome. No. Um, <laughs> so coming up on 13 years, January, January will be 13 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty crazy. So you started started the company in in a January month. So you knew exactly what you were doing, so you could yeah. count it out, right? Is that how that works? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, it was it, it was interesting because January um, 2007 was when I got back from um, I got back from vacation, and I was like, huh, 
I don't think I want to do this anymore. And I decided to jump in with both hands, both feet. Um, and it so was let's back up for industry. a second. Yeah. Okay. So, so you weren't, you didn't have an agency that you took a vacation from. I didn't. No. Nope. You had a whole different career. Okay. Yep. Whole different career. I was pursuing management in hospitality, um, in, rest, in a restaurant. And I was, um, I went to school for graphic design and advertising. Um, fun fact, never graduated uh, college, which some people find surprising, which makes me have more conversations around that topic. Um, but you know, fit basically it wasn't for the, uh, I just didn't like the business of college, um, and how it's turned into more of a business and was like, you know, I just, I'll pave my own way. And so I saw an opportunity to, I really enjoy people. So being around people and everything started going to the management side of a restaurant and then realized that, um, it wasn't really where I wanted to go. There wasn't, I couldn't make a big enough impact, uh, doing that. And so when I finally decided to, uh, jump both hands, both feet in, it was like, all right, I have this business. It's called Remington graphics at the time, um, that I was doing like, it was really more a uh, freelance guy wanting to make a couple extra bucks more so than a business. So let's put that in perspective. It wasn't like, Hey, let me jump in and have 18 people. Um, <laughs> but, but it was, it was this kind of mentality of, I had a couple people that came through the restaurant that hired me for little odd jobs. And that was right before the 2007, 2007 was right after no, right before like the recession, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and so things were, things were really good at that point in the restaurant industry. Like things hadn't slowed down too heavy, but it was 2008 was when things got really slowed down here in South Florida. And so it was like the worst possible time to start a business. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it also taught us a lot of things. Like we weren't able to grow too fast because everyone else was in the middle of downscaling while we're trying to start something. And, um, and then at that point we, I went around, I, I did actually look for another job that was related to the industry cause I just wanted something different. And I went around to five or six different, uh, print shops and marketing agencies. And I got the dreaded, sorry, you're overqualified conversation, mm-hmm. which sounds really great in retrospect, but when you like now, granted, I didn't graduate but I was very like, I didn't graduate high school or high school. I graduated high school. I didn't graduate college um, with a degree. And I was getting conversations that I was overqualified, partially because I'm a hands-on learner and I knew how to do a lot of things. I would say really well um, in regards to graphic design, marketing strategy, even web development. I was self-taught. So when I went into all of those things um, and had those meetings, everyone kept, saying I was overqualified because I now looking back realized I was a threat. I could do too much within the organization, which came Mm. across as a threat. And that's a very closed minded way of thinking. Um, And that Mm. stirred this, this passion for me on the short term was, well, I'm going to prove all these guys wrong. Um, And kind of, and I just decided to essentially become their competition. Now that wasn't Mm. the, the reason, but one of the things that they all said was that, you know, either we don't have a need for a web designer and, uh, but we do have a need for a graphic designer or, or I have a need for a web designer, but we already have a graphic designer. 
or it even came through to, you know, there's just, there's just not someone that we really need all of these things. But yet I knew based on all the conversations I was having at the bar and the restaurant, whenever I said what I went to school for, um, where people would be like, yeah, I just absolutely hate having to have the same conversation 14 times with all these different sources. Um, and that was really the, the beginning of the concept. It was a concept back then, but really um, has lead, led into a lot of what we do today. Hmm. Interesting. So it's, it's, it's fascinating to me to think that you started that based on conversations. Like we, it's almost like having separate conversations. You have your, your mm-hmm. real world conversation. Yes. Mm-hmm. I really need this kind of thing. Oh, you do that. I hate having that conversation 14 times, all these things. Then you go right. to the professional side of things and it's like this work life separation. Mm-hmm. People are like, Oh yeah, I don't, I don't really need that. Like what an, what a fascinating study and, and yeah. human. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know that it was intentional. I'd like to say it was, but it was very much a, you know, all these people say that they don't need someone that knows how to do all these things, but yet all these customers are complaining about that specific fact. And, you know, and it was a great time for us because consolidation happened pretty rapidly with the, with the dip in the economy. And so because I was uh, nimble, we'll say, um, and we were brand new, I tend, I tended to do things cheaper. Um, and, and it was great because I also had the experience in a lot of those different segments that made me overqualified for some of those positions. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was actually one of the big compelling reasons why people kept me. Um, and it was just me at that time. Mm-hmm. So, so that was, that was like V1. And then um, Rachel joined about eight or nine months after that. She really took over. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> she joined. Goodness. Yeah. Yes. Thank goodness. We probably wouldn't be here if it was just up to me. Um, but she joined and she really, like I was working out of my parents loft. Like I had this like work table set up. We did a lot of, uh, signage, like vinyl signs where you pick all the letters. Anybody who went back, this is a shout out to what real hard work was. You had to pick out all the letters in the vinyl of the negative space. And then you had to apply that in the beating sun. Um, that was, that was one of the core parts of our business was doing signs and then doing uh, print work like business cards and postcards. And, uh, and then websites were like an add on uh, that we would do. It was pretty crazy. Yep. So now fast forward, we'll yeah. get back to the minute, but fast forward now. And like, th- does anybody even do print anymore? They do. I know, but yeah, like web- not much, websites though. where everything is right. I mean, right. that's yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we pitched, we pitched a long time ago. We like, we pitched a long time ago. The website should be the central part of your strategy. Like everything should have your website on it, your truck graphics, your business cards, your brochures, your mailers, um, you know, your shirts, like all that stuff. And, uh, you know, so, so that was kind of fun because we were like hashtag brand before it before a hashtag was a thing. Right. Um, so, so marketing agency is mm-hmm. what this eventually has become. Did you think of yeah. it like that back then? Were you like, I'm going to be a marketing agency or was it just kind of, I want to help businesses? Yeah, great question. So um, early on, there was probably more ego in it than there is now. Actually, I know that to be a fact, there was more ego than there is now because there's not much ego in it now. Um, I'm more humbled now <laughs> than I am ego driven, <laughs> but, um, but 
when we first started, it was, um, it was very much, I didn't want to be a quote unquote agency because of the box that put you in. Hmm. And so we never really like we, we called ourselves a studio, like actually before impulse creative Inc existed, it was impulse creative studios, LLC, right? Because we wanted to be thought more of a creative, I guess you could say agency, but a creative studio in regards to like creative solutions and um, thinking about things from a brand point of view, more so than a, a PR agency, which is really the big, what we were up against the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, then we just decided that brevity was really strong uh, and we just needed to just drop it to impulse creative because mm-hmm. try to tell someone to spell impulse creative studios.com on the phone is not easy. Which is surprising, but anyway, um, right. So, so if you look back on that, on those, mm-hmm. that early year, the, the time when we even maybe even before Rachel joined, but as you guys were working mm-hmm. this out, even together, what was your why? Like, what is it that yeah. really drove you in those early days to get out of bed, to do this? Why mm-hmm. were you doing it? Um, because there had to be a smarter way to do it was probably one of the, one of the original ones. Like we, Going back to, um, his name was Phil uh, in the bar. He always used to talk to me. He was a regular. He used to come in all the time. And he always used to complain about, he was, I think he was a operations manager for a company. And um, he would, he'd, he'd complain. I mean, he'd literally be like, we're having this conversation about a launch for this trade show. And then I'm going to have to have the same conversation next week with my web designer. Um, and I'm going to have this, have the same conversation with my sales team. Cause they'll probably forget. And it was just like this full-time job to create consistency in your own company. That was, was something that kind of just stuck with me. And so like in our, um, our original like mission statement or vision statement was helping companies create a consistent marketing message. Like, and there's, there's a ribbon of that that runs through even to this day Um, because that's the difference between a company that can be remembered and a company that, you know, that can't. And in South Florida, and there's a lot of like small towns, I think you'll see this when you drive down the road, do you see, do you see a sign that says chiropractor in blue letters or do you see a sign that says SOS chiropractic, right? Like it's like XYZ's sign shop versus um, chicken, right? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like yep. so yep. a lot of companies, especially like, especially like during and right after the recession, there were people that were starting their own businesses as a, as a form of survival that had no understanding of what brand meant. And they came out of that whole thing with like, oh, people want chicken or people want a chiropractor. Let me just say chiropractor and everyone's going to come. What's crazy is, is who's going to miss you when you move into your next office? No one, because there's going to be another chiropractor there and he's just going to use your same sign. You actually just saved him a boatload of cash. So, (laughs) so it's just one of those things where the consistent message was one of those areas and no one really talked about it back then. Um, At least in like hyper local, because that was my world was really more, you know, tri-county area, if you will. And then once, once the websites became a really big piece of it, we started to move to state and national. And now, heck, we're talking about like 
I had to think about time zones time zones in Australia. So it's <laughs> quite the journey. And and I want to talk about that journey in a minute. Yeah. Here. Um, but so so if you're if you're your why was there's got to be a better way to do this, and by this you mean messaging mm-hmm. and branding, mm-hmm. uh, and and marketing. Is that still what we're doing today? Is that still relevant as to why you started the company? Um, yeah, I think you know, and I hate the term all in one because it's so bastardized now. But trying to really focus on being like the one stop shop, like for for what clients need in order to stay consistent and that kind of thing. That, that has been a big piece. Um, I mean, you look at our services pages on impulsecreative.com. It's, it's very overwhelming um, because we have a lot of little tiny things that we do for all of these people. But when you think about it, a lot, a lot of not most, but a lot of agencies are doing many of those things and the client doesn't even know, um, you know? And so so yeah, I think it's been, I think it stayed true. I think, you know, what's interesting is we have this compass that we talk about at Impulse, mostly internal, which should be coming out here soon in the future. But that compass really kind of talks about that whole brand. And I didn't think about this until we had our discussion earlier today, unrelated, um, that, you know, it really kind of keeps the brand at the front and center and really the core of what, what we try to help companies do. Um, so yeah, I think it's been a part of it now, whether it's a mission and it's, well, I I know for sure it's not necessarily connected to just marketing anymore. It's really marketing sales and, and even getting into like marketing sales service brand, you know, and the development, like the experience, how we make people feel like it's just, multifaceted now where life was simple when it was just a website and a lead form that came in. Um, right. Actually it wasn't more simple, but there was less tech in it. <laughs> yeah. It certainly feels like it was simple. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I'd venture to say too, it goes, you said, you know, marketing sales, customer service experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, it gets into things like hiring HR culture mm-hmm. at work, like everything, yep. that message, understanding your brand, your company's origin story, your company's story yep. is what we help companies do so that it can permeate everything they do when it comes to business and eventually just keep growing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so it still matters today. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. back then, we I remember Rachel and I creating a company MySpace page for for companies. Like I think sometimes we get stuck with that. Like, wait, what's changed? Like what we do has not really changed very much where we do. It has changed quite a bit. Um, how we do it hasn't changed very much, but again, the breadth of that, how has changed pretty substantially. Like, you know, so your, your point about HR and, and all that, like there weren't HR boards when we first started that were pre- that are worth anything. Like now all of a sudden you can't even, um, try to put out a job posting without it being picked up by a job board for free. So it's a, it's a very interesting world, but consistency is key for sure. And, and, and I think too, I mean, at least from my perspective, you you look back, you know, 13 years ago or 15 or whatever you want to call it a decade and a half ago, um, Mm -hmm. things like culture weren't nearly as mainstream as what they are now. And culture is, I mean, part of culture is branding and messaging. So it's, it's fun to see it kind of, I mean, I've been doing this for almost as long as you have. Uh, yeah. It's interesting to see it all kind of come to fruition. So 
Uh, yeah, and, and an interesting example. Sorry, I'm going rogue here. Yeah, no, um, go for it. So, like, we just hired a marketing technologist, right? And part of the reason we hired a marketing technologist is because now we have this like cloud of tools that are supposed to help you do your job. <laughs> and either and either clients are or are not using those the right way, um, you know, or using them to the best of their ability. One of the one of the conversations we had today was with a call tracking solution. And they asked me why I white label the solution. Well, it's not because I'm afraid of their name being out there. In fact, it's actually on our partner page, even though we're not officially a partner. Um, it's, it's essentially white labeled because seven years ago, if I told someone they had to switch out their call tracking or their calls and their phone numbers seven years ago on their website, um, they probably would have laughed in my face. And so we introduced something with the trust of impulse, um, you know, versus saying, Hey, we're going to switch out your phone numbers. Um, no one's going to care. And there, and now you look today and that's like general practice. Um, mm -hmm. so, so it's that, those are the types of things that have really changed, but it, it was a very, I don't even remember what my point was, but there's just that transition and that things where things have become more accepted now, mm -hmm. uh, where they weren't before too. Well, and I, part of it, your point might've been, right? So I'm going to just extrapolate yeah. this, uh, a marketing technologist <laughs> is sure. not something that we had back then. Right. And so things have evolved. We needed. Yeah. Yeah. But now it's still like, while we need that person and that job and that technology, it still comes down to uh, communication. Right. Yeah. 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 And continuity, so what kind of, that's where I was going. Continuity. Oh, continuity. Okay. Yeah. So continuity of brand, continuity of information, continuity, just in general. Um, you know, and, and that's something that I think there's a ribbon through the, from the very beginning there needs to be, whether it's HR, tech, um, marketing, brand, anything like that. Yeah. What would you say, uh, since you started the company, mm -hmm. uh, is one of the biggest shipwrecks you've faced in relation to that? Why maybe? Sure. Um, we, so that's a great question. Um, we have a, we brought on a couple services that were unrelated to ROI. Um, they didn't really help people grow. They didn't really, you know, it really didn't help us create that, that consistent message overall. And it really caused some rifts in the matrix um, overall. You know, if we're, when we think of how, um, how impulse is essentially positioned and having a lot of services is one thing, but like, you've got to look at these. A lot of times you have to look at your services and they've got to help do a core thing. Um, and so I forget what it was. What did we do? I don't know. Doesn't something that costs, it was, it was something that cost me a lot of money. It'll come to me as soon as we hang up, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but basically what it was, it was, it was a, we, got razzled and dazzled with a partner program of some kind. Um, and we were like, you know what, we're going to, we're going to sign people up for this. And this is going to be a great ancillary benefit of being a part of impulse creative. It could be in a different continent, how far away it was from like what we do day to day. But it was one of those things that we, we realized was just um, like, it was a great monetary opportunity it was very confusing to the end user and we didn't actually sell it very well. Um, so, so kind of straying off from that focus allowed for us to like 
swing back pretty hard um, and realize that we didn't want to do that again. I'll have to ask Rachel what that was, but it was something, it was like one of those where we're like, wow, we wasted like $2,500, which was, could it might as well have been a million to us back then. Um, yeah. Back then. And, um, and so that was, that was a big shipwreck um, for us because it, it slowed us down and it also diluted the experience because it, there's not, there's only so much of Remington and Rachel at the time that would really allow for that. Um, and then the other thing is we tried to be a little bit more remote than was socially acceptable <laughs> in the yeah. beginning. Um, and, and so that was an interesting paradigm, especially when you, when you look back now with video calls, but, um, but yeah, it was, God, it's going to bother me now. So how, so what did out. you, what did you learn from each of those then? Like that you think about, maybe you don't think about today, but that you know that it taught you about today's mm-hmm. business. Yeah. So, so now, you know, part of our onboarding, um, our onboarding deck with all employees, like we can have a lot of really cool new ideas. Um, podcasting was one that you and I have talked about. Right. Um, and essentially what has to happen is the, um, the service or the product or the partnership or however you want to like fill in the blank there has to hit it for tenants of like what it is to help people um, help our clients. Mm. And so I'm waiting for the deck to load right now, but um, off the top of my head, it's, it has to help enhance or create a consistent message for a company. Mm. It has to, um, it has to help reach ideal customers or contacts um, it has to be trackable so that we can, pr- we can prove ROI. Right. And there's a fourth one. And basically what the, what the four items are is you could go through and say, does owning a car rental agency allow us to do this? No. Does, um, does owning a car rental agency allowed for uh, brand engagement? Maybe, you know, and you could go through the list. And if you didn't get four whys off of those things, it, it kind of recenters ourselves so okay. that we can, we can say, huh, that doesn't actually fit, um, which helps with the overall direction. So it really is thinking about your, your mission, your, and your, your reason and everything um, mm-hmm. and staying focused on your business rather than just the shiny object. Yes. I mean, that the was CEO oh, yeah. is really good at shiny objects. <laughs> I right. mean, let's be fair. It's not just CEOs. I'm, I'm yeah, pretty yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the big idea one people. Did, yeah. One that did work, you know, and fit into that mold. Um, and in retrospect, I'm really glad that we jumped on when we did. Um, almost wish we did it earlier was conversational marketing. Right. So mm, right. conversational marketing was one of those things where the outsiders looking in, I had a lot of people that would say this to me too. They're like, one more service. Are you serious? Um, and, and so now looking back, we have agencies that I, some of the agencies that said that to me, no, you can't do that because you already are offering too much. So now on the flip side, they're like, Hey, can you help us get up to speed? Right. Right. And, and it, it fit into those core tenets of, um, of how we serve our clients. That's funny. That's good stuff. What do you, what do you think looking back on it? If you could, if you could go back to that Remington from 13 years ago mm-hmm. and say, here's, here's what's enjoy this moment. Cause it's going to be your proudest. What mm-hmm. would that moment be for you? Um, hmm. 
I think, so it's, it's twofold. Um, it's proudest moment and also biggest caution. (laughs) Um, if I was able to go back and speak to myself. So my first hire, I went into my first hire, um, and I'm amazed that he even accepted the job at what he accepted the job for. And thank God he accepted the job. But, um, but when, when we go into it, like looking at a human as a human and, um, and saying, Hey, I need you to fulfill this, this stuff, but then also handing it off to them. Um, once, once they come on board. So it's really hard as an entrepreneur, that first hire better have some grit, right? Because, because not only are they going to, um, be the person that has to hold on to, not only is that person going to be the person that has to hold on to actually doing something, but they have the highest, um, criteria for excellence that any employee would. Now I'm not saying that looking back, I don't expect high out of my employees, but, but when, when we start thinking about the first person, like do it like Remington would, Mm. that's, that's a lot to ask. And at the same time, imagine like Dan, imagine doing your job with no SOPs, no project management system and practically no email address, right? Like it was just one of those things, like not only was the expectation that uh, they were the Holy grail and they were going to do all the development work that I did. They also had never talked to a client that expected only Remington to answer the phone. I mean, that's, yeah. that's half the reason we changed the name from Remington graphics to impulse creative. And that was because Rachel, but much less like a developer coming in and saying, Hey, you know, this is, I'm, I'm here instead of Remington. And they're like, Oh, you think you are, you know, <laughs> like there was, there was a lot of that, that I, if I went back and said, Hey, Remington from, was that 2012 Remington from 2012, um, you should really pay attention to handing off information uh, to an employee as well as you should really make sure that you tell your clients why it's a good thing. Cause I had to explain that in reaction um, more so than I think him or I would have liked. So funny that your proudest moment is also that cautionary tale. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. It's also my beginning of self-awareness that I don't know that I had before. Right. Right. <laughs> Good stuff for an entrepreneur to have. So yeah. awesome, man. Interesting discussion today. This was good. Anything, awesome. anything you want listeners to take away from uh, as far as why you started impulse creative and why that matters today? Yeah. So um, this should have been a lot easier story to tell than me digging it up and finding it. So I challenge any uh, origin story that isn't public in your own wiki to uh, be put out there. Because eventually you're going to have turnover in a good way and you're going to have people that don't know what the origin story was. And without that perspective, they can't think like you. Good advice. Awesome, Awesome, man. Thanks for uh, making this happen once again. Uh, This, Yeah, man. Learn learn a ton. Enjoy it. So good stuff, Wayfinders. Hope, Hope you get a lot out of it. Thank you for listening. If you like this episode, please share it. Post it, tweet it, gram it, email a friend. Give the gift of knowledge to someone you know that could benefit from it. 
And if you really loved it, please consider leaving a rating and written review on your podcast player of choice. And as always, go to wayfindinggrowth.com for resources and past episodes. Remember, we're here to help you navigate your business growth with strategic conversations and insights from experts in multiple industries. Thank you for listening to Wayfinding Growth.